0: Welcome to Beggars at the Gate. We aim to bring the good news of Jesus Christ and his work from a Reformed Baptist perspective in a Utah context. My name is Darren Caldwell, and I'm one of the pastors at Covenant Grace Church.
1: And my name is Ben Hike. I'm one of the other pastors at Covenant Grace Church in Syracuse, Utah.
0: Well, we are finally getting this long-talked-about, eagerly-awaited podcast off the ground. I know that the people have been clamoring and, uh, and so we're excited, we're excited to bring this uh, to you. What we wanted to do on our first podcast is talk about why we've called this Beggars at the Gate. Uh, that name has a special importance for Ben and me. And then we'll, we'll follow up with some additional podcasts about who we are as well. Uh, so stay tuned for those. Uh, our hope is to, at the beginning of the podcast, just bring these to you on a bi-weekly basis uh, so you'll get to hear from us a couple of times a month. And with that, I mean, I guess, uh, do we banter? Do we talk? I mean, what do we I do? I don't think
1: at this point we're cool enough to banter. Yeah, I don't I mean, know that anybody wants to hear us banter. <laughs> <laughs> Our moms won't care, probably. And right. Our wives hear it all the time yeah, anyway. They, they do. don't know anything from us. They do. All right. well, yeah, let me, so uh, We yeah. had probably, I don't know, a dozen different names that we had considered. And um, landing on beggars at the gate was something I think that both of us were naturally drawn to, and um, if, if people aren't familiar, the, the story is from Second Kings. Uh, the city is under siege by the um, nation of Samaria, and in ancient warfare, they would uh, surround the city and basically starve the people out until they would surrender. And um, so that's what the, the nation had done, the army had done, Um, around the city of Samaria and the people were basically at their end at their limit Mm. Um, the prophet um, Elisha um, comes into the city and says listen I I promise that very soon um, there's going to be relief Um, in fact he said the very next day he promised food in abundance um, and there were some that believed him and some that didn't and kind of comes to a, a gross end, uh, the person who didn't have faith in what Elijah said. Mm. But outside the city, there was uh, four of them, four lepers that sat outside the city, and they were completely hopeless. Um, they were sick. They were starving. They were at the end of their life. No one cared about them because they were lepers. Um, so just naturally, they were without hope. And so they decided to do what, Darren?
0: Yeah, well, they said, "Listen, if we're going to hang out inside the city, we're going to die anyway. We might as well uh, go to the Sumerian camp and beg. The worst they can do is kill us. It'd probably be a mercy for them at that point." And so they they decide to go, and they find something pretty surprising there. And and kind of you know backing up just a little bit, setting the stage. The you know as you talked about with the siege. The cities are you know it, it siege is not a good thing back then because you're basically dependent on whatever you have inside the city for your life and it starts off in in second Kings six you know and remember that this the the kingdoms are divided at this point so this is the northern kingdom the kingdom that has not been you know almost none of the kings followed god at all occasionally one or two of them would repent and then return to their sin but you have this situation uh, where elijah steps in and promises this bread But there's this, there's people who are offering to eat each other's children. We'll eat my child this day, and then we'll eat your child that day. That's how desperate the situation was, and how evil the people were that they're eating their own young rather than trusting in the Lord. And so, yeah, as you said, the the promise is made. The lepers are inside the city. They go out of the city. They go to the Sumerian camp, hoping that they would find. hoping that they would find food, hoping to find mercy from the enemy. Um, but instead, they didn't find anything. Uh, they didn't find the enemy at all. They found a desolate camp because in the middle of the night, um, was it... Uh, I've got to remember, we, we got really prepared for this podcast, or at yeah. least I did. You know, ben, <laughs> ben didn't have any notes at all. Uh, no, I'm, I'm completely winging this. Um, but yeah, they go. And, and it says in, uh, in 2 Kings 7 that in the middle of the night, the Syrians heard the sound of chariots and of horses, and they thought that the Israelites had hired the Egyptians to come and ambush them and take them from behind. And so they thought their lives were in danger, and so they ran uh, and fled from the presence of the
1: enemy. Yeah, and we'll, we'll come back to like the application of this, but um, you know this picture of they are completely unable, even if they could somehow muster in and of themselves to gather weapons, they were not a fighting force. They were absolutely in no position, you know, being hungry for so long and everything. Um, And, you know, like the, the four lepers show up in the city and it was like Kevin McAllister, right? He he was (laughs) like, yeah, I made my family disappear and they were all gone and no one was there. And, um, Then you know they come across all these the the food right that that is there and the plenty that is there. Um, there is you know Mm -hmm. just a full functioning military city that was meant to sustain an army for as long as it took to besiege the city,
0: right? So, months and months of, of provisions,
1: yeah, plenty. Um, so picture, um mary and pippin from lord of the rings when the the ents had finally quenched the fires the dam was broken they were sitting inside if you've seen the movie i don't read so i I, I didn't read the book um but from the movie they're sitting inside this place and there's just it's just full of this storehouse and they asked the question to themselves and the four beggars basically asked the same question what are we going to do are we going to share this you know, and unlike Merry and Pippin, who said, "Nope, we're not sharing this with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best tobacco they they had. We're not giving this to uh, Sam or um, Frodo." And um, but the four beggars said, "No, we're going to. How can we not? Yeah. You know, how Like there really isn't an option. So um, they went back to the city and um, they said, "We are." Um, not doing right is what they said while they were there in, in 2 Kings 7, 9. Uh, this day is a day of good news. Yeah. If we are silent and wait until morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So I don't know if, if they had heard of Elijah's promise, mm. um, but you know they basically said, we can't leave this to ourselves. And so they went back uh, to the city. And what was the response of the leadership in the, in the city? It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. It's a trick. Yeah. Uh,
0: the King, uh, full of unbelief, uh, rather than trusting in the promise of God, believing that this was a, a fulfillment of the promise, uh, thinks it's a trap, sends out some of his best riders on the only horses left in the city, uh, to go and see whether or not this was indeed the case before he opened up the gates, um, in case there is danger and so then they come back uh that they're the, the garments are all over the place the food is there the enemy is gone they're essentially plundering the camp uh at that time and so they come back and it's according you know verse 16 it's according exactly. to the word of the lord that yahweh promised yahweh provided he kept his promise and then you have the the response of the city as they rush out and there was a captain that, at the beginning, when he heard Elijah, Elisha's promise, said, "Can it really? Even if God were to open up the storehouses of heaven, which, by the way, you know, faithless captain, he has done that <laughs> he in just the past. Did this. <laughs> um, even if you were to open up the, the storehouses of heaven, could bread really be sold that cheaply in our in our city? Because that's what the promise that Elisha said it's going to be cheap to buy bread on this day. And so he opens the gate. He sees the bounty, but then he's trampled." because of his lack of faith and uh and he ends up being punished for his faithlessness while on this day of salvation this day of good news
1: yeah and then um it it came to pass right two sea of barley uh, shall be sold for a, a shekel and a sea of fine flour for a shekel about this time tomorrow in the gate of samaria and this came to pass um and the the people the people ate and were filled um and we see, yeah, what happened to that faithless captain. Um, so why a podcast on this? Mm. Uh, that's that's really the question. Um, w- there are lots of parallels that we see that were true of the city itself, that were specifically true of the beggars. Um, and we just we wanted to um, share our heart on this podcast of, how we are like the four beggars. Mm. We have been born in a position where we are hopeless. We are born in sin and worthy of death. Yeah. And nothing in ourselves, nothing in our city, is going to allow us to take up arms and go defeat the enemy. Right. Um, but there's been a promise. mm Right? The, the promise going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, uh, the word of God promises life. And he said, through the seed of the woman, the serpent is going to be crushed and uh, there there's going to be life. And th- this is what sustained this hope of the future salvation is what sustained um, uh, God's people um, through the, consummation with Jesus coming and providing yeah. that hope.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and they get all these provisions, everything they need for life and to continue living in the land that God's promised is provided as a gift through nothing that they've earned. Yeah. They didn't do anything to obtain this other than to simply believe the report and open the doors and, and go out and find that it had all been given yeah. and provided for
1: them yeah to defeat an enemy at that point um, I've recently read a book called um, For the Temple um, mm. it was a, his, a historical fiction book by um, G.A. Henty um, and just recounting of all these people they would ration out food and they would basically just sit around in the city because they had no energy to do anything mm. you know, they are hopeless to even raise a weapon was difficult in and of itself let alone fighting so in that same way um the the defeat of the enemy was of no effort or strength of our own it was so outside of ourselves yeah you know and equally as miraculous they thought they heard so somehow the spirit of god made them hear right chariot sounds yeah and it totally freaked him out and left and it is just as miraculous when we think of um the salvation that god gives the defeat of the enemy on the cross even when the enemy thought i've won right you know jesus is dead the messiah is dead i tried to kill david and that would have ended the line to the messiah because the, the promise is coming to david and now I've got the opportunity. I've killed the messiah and and the the enemy thought they had won, right and then three days later, when he um, by a miracle of God uh, was raised from the dead, um, the the enemy was truly defeated.
0: yeah, absolutely and I, I love the phrase that we have there in verse nine, yeah that we we already read that the beggars they go out, they see the victory, they're partaking of the grace that they have. and they say, this is a day of good news. yeah you know what you know if you're in in a siege with a with a massive army that's far better than you far more prepared far more equipped you have two different types of types of news bad news is we're overrun run for your life do whatever you can save yourselves and good news is it's done the defeats accomplished yeah it is finished and here's the the blessings of being the the people of the victor essentially and and that's what the gospel is it's good news it's not what you have done it's what has been done on behalf of for you uh, that you have been provided this this glorious salvation this this in, eternal you know Ephesians 1 talks about we've received all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places we received the inheritance Jesus obtained on our behalf it's not what you have done it's not anything you can add to it. All you can do is open the gates and run out and receive it, and receive it by faith with right. the promise of God that He obtained this for us, and and that's that's the glory of the gospel.
1: Right. It, it would imagine how silly it would have sounded had the beggars come back to the city mm-hmm. and said, "Look, we've drove the enemy away." Right. Right. In <laughs> and, and it's I think. In the same sense, it's just as silly for Christians to say, look at the salvation that I'm either maintaining or mm-hmm. that I have partially earned, that I'm, I'm earning my way or I'm doing these things. You know, All yeah. the beggars had to say was, the enemy's gone, the enemy's defeated, look at this bounty yeah. and enjoy it and, yeah. and, and live. now you can live because of this food and because of this water. Yeah, absolutely. Come receive the grace of God that is freely offered to us is mm-hmm. essentially their message. And, you know, I mean, even probably me more than Darren, I, I, I probably ask the question, like, do we need another podcast? <laughs> and there are so many out there, so many. Um, and, and in our next episode, we'll we'll talk about, like, what is the purpose of our podcast? Um, uh, of this podcast and, and who are we and what are we trying to communicate? So I don't want to um, go into that now, but there are so many out there and there are excellent ones to listen to. Yeah. Guys doing amazing things, but in a Utah context, we want to essentially be those beggars at the gate in a city where there is hopelessness. Yeah. There is striving and not achieving. And right. they know they're not achieving.
0: Yeah well and and we have you know, what was the city of Samaria it's still the people of Israel yeah. still the northern kingdom they can still claim genealogical connection to Abraham they can say look at the things that we're doing look at these this righteousness that we have we have Elisha we had Elijah we have the prophets we have the word of God even if we're not following it they have they could have easily looked outside the gates and thought who is this uh, you know, Syrian army, you know, who worships false gods, while we still, even though we have our own little gods off to the side, we still at least claim the name of Yahweh. We claim the, the name of the God of Israel. Uh, aren't we so much better than them? Why are we suffering at their hands? Right. When you read just earlier, they're offering their own children up to be eaten. Yeah. Like they're, they're just as full of wickedness as the Syrians are just with the veneer of of religiousness and self-righteousness. And that's, it's so true of most of us. I mean, some of us know we're really messed up and there's no reason why God should ever save me. But I think especially, you know, in the West, in America and in Utah, particularly, we're cleaned up on the outside. We have this self-righteousness, this veneer of uh, obedience, to some type of rule or law and inside we're full like what jesus says about the whitewashed tombs we're still full of dead men's bones yeah. we're still full of evilness and rotting and we need we need something outside of ourselves right completely not partially right yeah you know, there's no you know if imagine if god had scared off 90 percent of the syrians and the lepers go there not only would there not have been news to return back with they would have been killed yeah but if this weakened Sumerian city opened up its gates to try to go and take it, they still would have been defeated by 10% yeah. of this massive army. Right. If it's any part left up to us, the, the, we're defeated. Yeah. And so, like you just said, the, the heart of this podcast is in the context where God has placed us for covenant grace uh, in Utah is to be as gospel-centered, as Christ-exalting as we can. And yeah, there's you're going to find plenty of, of really good podcasts to listen to but uh, our hope is to to simply bring a, a different flavor of a lot of the same things you'll hear everywhere else right and uh, and just find a connection place to hear the good the good news today is a day of good news yeah. when you hear the gospel it's a day of good news
1: yeah so so anybody listening locally you know in Utah's context the goal is not to um, shame anyone the goal is not to Uh, declare how much better we are the goal is to say we are beggars as hopeless as leprous beggars and the only hope is found in Jesus and that's the message that we declare Amen. so if you want more information about Covenant Grace Church um, in Syracuse Utah or anything else that we've talked about on this podcast you can find us on Facebook or Instagram or you can go online um, at covenantgraceutah.org And we thank you for listening from beggars to beggars for the glory of God.